it's a little after 10 on a Thursday. Now, normally I don't do podcasts this late because for me to do them this late, there has to be a reason. Well, see, I have thoughts going through my head. You know, I like to talk about different things. Now, I know with this particular podcast, again, I changed everything around. I said I would talk about one topic, and cancer is really on my mind. Um, Because when you have an illness, especially cancer, you go through so many different emotions. You have many different thoughts going through your head. Now, for anybody who's battling, I'm going to gear this to the people who are battling it right now. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What are you feeling right now in addition to the pain? Because again, cancer is, quote, a painful, painful disease to get through. But you know what? If you have that determination and that mindset, the positive mindset for you to get through that illness, then you'll be fine. But if you say to you, you say to yourself and everybody around you, I don't think I can do this. There's too much pain. I can't take any of the drugs. Oh, you know, maybe I'll just call it quits. That is the wrong mentality to have. And why? Don't let negative thoughts cloud your judgment. Say to yourself, I have a reason to go on. I have a mission. I have a lot of things I want to do. You may have a bucket list. Now, everybody has a bucket list of the things that they want to do check them off your list. If you tell me, I can't do this. Well, you know what can't? Can't, the word can't means you won't. I was told that in high school, it was drilled in my head. Can't means you won't, and if you can't, you won't. That's basically what it comes down to. So in other words, it's like saying, I can't defeat cancer. It's like you're saying to me, I won't defeat cancer. And if you won't defeat cancer, you might as well just give in, give up, and let cancer take over your body. Now, I'm sorry to be cruel about this, but there are people that are like that. So, to those people who are, quote, the negative people, the people who have these emotions going through their head thinking, I can't fight this disease. Yes, you can. You have to have a positive mindset. When you're going in, like going in for your first treatment, the first time I went in through my chemotherapy treatment, I didn't know what to expect. They were telling me, you're going to lose your hair. You're going to have a loss of uh, uh, taste, a loss of smell. You're going to go through all these different things in your body. And, but it's only temporary, right? It's only temporary. So I went through it. And when I remember going through the second round of chemo, I remember washing my hair in the shower and just touching my hair, strands would come out. Strands of hair. Did it bother me? A little bit, but you know what? That's part of the chemotherapy. That's part of the side effect. You have to deal with it. So I said to my sister, do me a favor, just chop my hair off. Because I really don't want to have to go through the whole motion of, oh, I'm going to find, and I did find hairs on my pillow when I would wake up. Just putting my fingers through my hair. And I had nice long hair. And it didn't really come back healthy the way everybody said it would. It came back short and gray. <laughs> so now I had to go to a hairstylist to get my hair colored because when they said, oh, you're going to get healthy hair, well, it didn't happen for me. I think the drugs that were used on me were so, so powerful that it just messed up everything. So um, getting back to the negative feelings that people go through when they're going through a cancer, whatever cancer that might be. 
So in my case, when I had the breast cancer, I went through a lot of chemotherapy. I'm talking about six months of all this medication and every side effect imaginable I had. Not just the loss of hair, the loss of taste, the loss of smell, not moving around, being dependent on other people, which I didn't want. And then when I had pain all over my body, I had like nerve pain from one of the drugs because the drug, one of the side effects of a particular drug caused severe bone pain and nerve pain. And I'll tell you, it was not pleasant at all. Because first of all, I was bedridden. I couldn't really move around much. And second of all, my mother, see, my mother was an angel and a lifesaver. She actually, she, she, she took care of me. She massaged me when I was feeling bad. She gave me my medication. She made me things that wouldn't bother my stomach. But at the time, I couldn't even get food down. And everything tasted funny. Everything had a metallic taste. Now, not everybody goes through those same side effects. Some people get through it with no problems. Others, not so much. I landed in the hospital twice. Once because, see, the thing that you have to remember is this. When you have any type of cancer, you have to keep yourself hydrated. You have to. See, me, I didn't like water. I don't like the taste of water. It's got no taste. In order for me to drink water, I had to put something in it so that I could drink it. But then they said, no, you need to have plain water. Keep yourself hydrated. Now, I drink water from time to time. I don't drink it all the time. I do do it. I do drink it now. But back then, no. And the reason for that is I ended up in the hospital. I had a kidney attack. One, one night, I remember going to the bathroom, and all of a sudden, there was blood. And I thought, literally, I thought I was dying. I'm like, oh my God, what is this? So the drug that they gave me... There was a side effect having to do with having some type of a um, kidney stone. For women, it's painful. Men, it's more so. Men, it's more painful when you have a kidney stone. But I didn't know it at the time. So I had to be rushed to the hospital. And at the time, I thought, oh, wow. You know, they have to do a CAT scan. I had to drink some of that gross stuff. It just made, it compounded things and made it worse. Um... And then what else did I do? Oh, yeah, and then I ended up in the hospital. And then after that, I was able to pass the kidney stone. And then then another time I had to go to the hospital, and I had to stay in there for about a week or so. And they would put me on this low-sodium diet. But I, I tell you, I could not taste anything. Everything smelled and tasted funny. So my mother actually snuck into the hospital and brought soup her soup that she would make, I still couldn't eat it. I was down to skin and bones. If people knew me back then, you wouldn't recognize me. I was a human skeleton. Because again, your sense of taste and smell, but it's only temporary. You can't, you can't enjoy food, you can't even smell it. You can't even, and the, and the worst part for me is not being able to move around. I didn't want to rely on anybody, but I had to. Just going for a short car ride, forget it. That was nauseous city. It was me vomiting. I actually even vomited in my sister, older sister's truck, and I felt so bad, but she understood. She goes, you're sick. I said, you gotta pull over because I think I'm gonna throw up again. And she just pulled over on the side of the road and I threw up. I felt bad though, because I got her truck at the time dirty. But she said she didn't mind. You know, and I'm like, yeah, well, I mind. <laughs> I did not want to do that, but that was just from the result of eating and then the food sitting in my stomach and it just didn't sit well with all those drugs and I just kind of let it go <laughs> so all right so back to the people who are dealing with it now again you're going to go through pain that's inevitable and you're also going to go through different emotions you're going to be depressed you're going to be sad you're going to blame yourself now believe it or not 
before I went in through all the chemo, I did kind of blame myself. I let myself believe that, oh, well, hey, you know, if I would have gone in earlier, I would have had my breasts saved. I didn't think of it at the time. What I thought of was, well, whatever it is, it'll go away by itself. That's basically what, what I thought at the time, that it'll go away by itself. Because um, I had the mentality of, ah, you know, it's not going to get bigger. But it did get bigger. See, the problem is, when you have that type of mentality, when you go through where you think, I found something in my body, but I'm just going to wait and see what it could be. Never do that. Never. And the reason why I say that is, if I would have gone in sooner, because everybody was pushing me to go to the doctor, and I kind of made the excuse, ah, you know, it's nothing. It'll go away by itself. It didn't go away by itself. It kept getting bigger and bigger. Well, the time I went to see a breast specialist and she did a biopsy, wow, I will tell you, oh, she had said to me right after she took a, 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 a biopsy of the, the breast tissue, she said, yeah, your tumor is big. And if you don't get it treated and checked right away, you don't go through the, you know, the treatment, you were going to die, basically. So you have a nine centimeter tumor. Imagine what a nine centimeter tumor is growing in, in a breast. Or think about a tumor just growing in any part of your body. Any part of your body where you think a tumor may develop will. And the mentality is, I, if I would have gone in sooner, I would have had my breast. But unfortunately, I can't go back and change what happened. What's done is done. Now, do I blame myself? You bet. But even when the diagnosis came out, she said you have cancer and it's malignant. I didn't show any emotion. Why? Because I knew that I, it was my fault for taking, not taking myself in sooner. Now, that's why I want to stress to you out there. For anybody who is not sure of what's in their body, again, whatever you find in your body and it wasn't there before, have peace of mind, go get it checked. Don't have that mentality of whatever it is, it'll go away by something. What if it doesn't? What if you let it prolong it and it goes through every part of your body? Then what? You're going to beat yourself up over it. You're going to think, oh my God, why didn't I listen? You know, and, and I'm listening to this woman talk about her breast cancer story. She's right. Go in. Have peace of mind. Don't have the mentality of, you know what? I'm just going to put it off and put it off. And before you know it, whatever's going to grow, it's going to grow. And it's going to go to every part of your body. Then what? Then you have the diagnosis of cancer, whatever cancer that might be. And you say to yourself, why didn't I just listen to that gut instinct, that first voice that popped in my head? Why didn't I? Like I said, I can't go back and change what happened. Um, so I went through the experience. And again, now I don't even see it as I lost a breast. I see it as my battle scar. It's my purple, purple heart medal. You know, like when you go to war and you fight and you win the battle and then you get awarded. You get a purple heart for doing your bravery, for saving your country, for, you know, defending your honor. Well, think of it this way. You're also fighting this war with cancer because, again, cancer is a demon. Think of cancer as a demon, a demon that you want out of your body. Because if it's in your body, if it's in your body, it will go to every other part. And then what? You'll be paralyzed. You'll be paralyzed with it. Now, you have to go through the chemotherapy. You have to go through radiation, depending on the type of cancer you have. Now, some cancers are treatable. But if it's so far gone that they say, well, we can only do this much. I'm not saying it's terminal. If it's too far gone and you waited too long, you may have to do 
a lot more of the chemotherapy and radiation. They might give you powerful drugs, which you have to take and have to deal with the side effects. A lot of people can't deal with side effects from drugs. I mean, with me, I went through every side effect imaginable. That's why at some time I said I wanted to give up, and my mother said, no. You have to fight to stay on this earth. You're too young to go. It's not your time yet. God will agree with me on that. It's not your time yet. Now, again, everybody who's fighting it now, see over here you have a fighting chance. Um, but if you go into a third world country where it's expensive to go to a doctor, they're not. They're not getting the proper medical treatment. They're not getting the life-saving equipment to save that, save themselves. And, and to get rid of this tumor, you have to have certain equipment. You know, I had to go through my surgery. After I had my chemotherapy, I went and got my mastectomy. They took out the breast with the tumor. What was left behind, I didn't really want to see it, but if there was a hole where the breast used to be. And in order for me to not look at that hole, I went to another specialist, a plastic surgeon. So she decided, well, I'm going to put a tissue expander in the area where it used to be your breast, fill it up with tissue, and now there's metal and tissue. And the only bad thing about that is if I ever have to go on a trip somewhere through airport security, I am pretty sure this will go off. And to prove to them, hey, look, this is from my breast cancer. There's nothing I can do about it. It's, it's tissue and metal. Basically, that's what... See, if I were to take this tissue and metal out, what would be in its place? A hole. And I cannot live with looking at myself with a hole. It just made me uncomfortable. So for women that are going through breast cancer, yes, you also have the option, if you're afraid that you may get it in your other breast, I've seen a lot of women do this. But when I had breast cancer, a lot of women who were diagnosed, who were big celebrities, they said, oh yeah, I had a double mastectomy, so I can reduce my chances of ever getting it in my other breast. I never did that. I still check my, my breast, my right breast, and so far I haven't found anything. Knock on wood. But who's to say that it may not come back? So far it has. 16 years survivor and still going strong. Look at the word survivor. What does that mean to you? Well, it means that I survived cancer. I beat it. And I'm here to talk about my story and to lend my inspiration and story to everybody who's going out there who is at that point ready to give up. I say, do not give up. We are all warriors, warriors that are fighting this demon called cancer. Cancer is a demon. Think of it that way. Cancer is like the devil waiting with the pitchfork, waiting for you to go through the gates of hell. If you decide to give up, that's where you're going. But if you say to yourself, I have every reason to be alive on this earth and I'm going to fight like hell to stay on this earth because I have a story to tell. I have people I could help and inspire. Then that's when that positive thinking comes in. So you say to yourself, I have to do this. If not for myself, for the people in my family. Why? Because they matter. What would happen if I just gave up and they lost me? They would have a hard time going on, but they would have to. They're going to struggle for a while and they're going to grieve, but you know what? They will get over it. Now, my mother, like I said, she hurt me when she said, um, if you give up or if I lost you, I don't want to live. That's a horrible thing for a mother to say to her daughter, but again, she loved me so much that she couldn't imagine my life without me. She said her life would be very bleak and grim and, and depressed because, again, when she lost my father, at one point, she wanted to go with him, and we held her back. I said, no, Mom, you have us now. 
We all have to stick together as a family. What would happen if you left? I don't think I can handle it, to be honest with you. You know, I lost my father at a very young age, and to think that if I could lose my mother at that same age, I don't know how I would handle it. I would, I would, it would be a long time for me to be able to get over it, but I would have to go on. Now, my mother, again, was my lifesaver at the time she was alive, and she helped me through my darkest hour because I was ready to give up. And the reason why, and not just because of the disease, also for the fact that I was living with someone who didn't care if I lived or died. Now, if you have someone in your life who's like that, you need to get rid of them. You need to get rid of them because there are people that are like that. They don't care whether you live or die. He wasn't, he wanted to get rid of me. I said, well, I, I don't know. I think we should just break up if you, if you want to get rid of me. That's what normal people do. Oh, but I forgot you're not normal. You're abnormal. Okay. But throughout my illness, he never once came to the hospital. He never once checked up on me to see how I was doing. He was never home. I was by myself. So I spent more time with my mother who took good care of me. She was my doctor, nurse. She was everything more than a mother. She did her job taking care of her daughter at that age, at that critical age in her life when she said I could lose her. Now I have to start praying for her because she is going to die if she's not taken care of. And again, the reaction when I was first diagnosed, I didn't show no emotion, but both my sister and mother did. I remember when we were getting out to the parking lot, getting back into the car, I was walking ahead of them and they were crying. But then when, as soon as I turned around, they would just fake it would just stop the tears. You know what? Cry. Just cry. Cry. Cry in front of me. She goes, but you're not showing any emotion. Look, I put this to myself. I put this on myself for not going in. I can't cry because I know what I did was wrong. You know? Now, maybe down the line, I will cry. Maybe I'll cry after I've been saved. But right now, I just, I don't have the emotions and the tears to do it. That's what I'm telling you. I just don't have the emotions or the tears of doing it. Because again, it's very important to realize this. Your emotions do play a part when you're battling an illness, okay? And not just you yourself, the people around you. People sometimes don't want to cry in front of the person who has the illness. And for whatever reason, is it their pride? Is it that they don't want to see them sad? What is it? Crying is a form of strength. I've always stressed that in every podcast. Crying, any or any type of emotion for that matter, is a sign of strength. It's not weakness. You know what would be weakness? Well, you don't show any emotion. If you don't show any emotion, now there's seriously something wrong with you if you don't show one ounce of emotion. And I've come across people who have that in their lifetime, have not shown any emotion whatsoever. I said, is something wrong with you? I've seen people at funerals that don't cry. Whether or not they can cry or whether they can, it's the idea that you're not showing emotion. It's like you're not human, so I don't understand that. Explain to me, why are you not crying? Now, I'll, I'll, I will give you another example, just to kind of backtrack a little bit. So my father was diagnosed with cancer, and the first time we went to see him in the hospital for the first treatment, I sat with him and, I, and he was sleeping because they, the drugs that they gave him knocked him out, right? So I was sitting there watching him, and a part of me had tears in my eyes, but when he woke up, I kind of, I didn't want him to see me cry because I wanted to be strong from that then and there. And I said to myself, well, I'm 21 years old. I don't have to put that kind of a burden on me. And I did. I put that burden on me because I was afraid that if I showed any emotion in front of him, he would know. My father, I'll give you an example. He was a crier. He cried. And I said, great. Why can't all men take a page from my father's book? Crying is a form of strength. 
Don't hide your emotions. If you don't show emotion, that's like saying you're not human. You gotta show emotion. That's what makes us true human beings. Show emotions. Emotions, crying, sadness, laughter, happiness. If you don't show any of that, that makes me think that you're hiding something. Now, not everybody can be, quote, happy all the time. Everybody has an issue that they're dealing with, a struggle, a personal crisis. But you know what? Sometimes you got to overlook it. Like if you used to know somebody who's really, really sick, and I've, I've been across people who are very, very sick, their loved ones, no matter how, they, they want to be strong for that person. I get it. When I was sick and I went through one of my surgeries, my mother and sister thought, well, we're not going to see you again. I'm like, oh, okay. So in other words, I'm going under the knife. I may not come out alive. What positive thinking was that? You know, because you never know. But I did. And the thing is, when they brought me into the intensive care unit, because I was, I was deeply sedated with drugs, and I just didn't feel anything, but I was really tired. And I woke up. I was groggy. And I saw my mother and sister. And I could see that they were crying, but they were holding the tears back. I'm like... Why are you crying? I'm fine. I was really tired. I was kind of like in and out. And they said, oh, we were worried about you because it took a long time. Yeah, surgery, I think, took about at least two hours, at least. It was a, it was a you know, mastectomy. They were taking out the diseased breast and the tumor. That's basically what they were doing. Um, but I remember that. I remember that, you know, both of them showed emotion. And I said, are you crying of tears of joy? Or are you crying of tears of sadness? Because... I made it. I'm here. I'm just tired. Then I remember the time when I had to get, because now I have a lung condition, so twice I had to get a piece of my lung taken out for a biopsy because they wanted to make sure that it wasn't cancer. The first time I went down, I was knocked out with drugs. All, they, they, they drugged me before I went down. They drugged me while I was still waiting to get into the, into the, the surgery, the room for the surgery, and then even after. When I came back upstairs and everybody was waiting, I was really underneath the anesthesia. And I remember, well, this is what I heard from my sister, but my mother was trying to get me to wake up. And she was like, wake her up, wake her up. Is she okay? And the nurse was trying to reassure her. A lot of people react very differently to anesthesia. Some people don't have a reaction to it, others do. So she's like, we'll try to wake her up. But I was really heavily sedated. And, and, and at one point, my mother thought I had died. That was her, that was her, her, um, she was scared. She's like, oh my God, my daughter's dead. And she's like, no, no. They, they put so much anesthesia on her, in her. They got, they actually did it before she went down and then they did it during and after. So they kind of gave it like three triple doses of anesthesia so she didn't feel anything. But then she panicked and there were nurses trying to wake me up. And then all of a sudden the doctor was shining a light in my eyes and calling by my name. And at first I'm like, do I really want to wake up? And I finally did, but I was very groggy. My mom was so happy. She's like, oh my God, she goes, you are alive. I'm like, yeah, I'm just tired, you know? Because <laughs> they put so much anesthesia. I was just like so worn out. But when the second time they did it for me, it wasn't as bad. The first time they really doped me up with a lot of drugs because I didn't want to feel anything. But I did wake up and I had a sore throat. I remember that because I couldn't swallow anything. But I made it through. But the thing is with emotions though, and I've noticed that people will not show emotions of their loved ones laying in bed. They kind of hide their emotions. And I said, look, crying in front of your loved ones is a good sign. It shows that you, you care, that you don't want anything bad to happen to them. 
and that you love them. You love them so much that you don't want to lose them. If you never showed any type of emotion, I would think there's something wrong. When people hide their emotions, why are you hiding your emotions? You know, and you're not doing a cowardly act. You're showing a sign of strength. My father, again, cried. He was a crier. And I admire men who cry, because I know there are some men that are macho. They're like, no, we don't cry. Well, why? Because you were taught at a young age that you're not allowed to cry. It's for sissies. It's only for women. Women are only allowed to cry. That's, that's a bunch of BS right there. Cry. Cry. Show emotion. Cry. If you don't cry, that makes me think you're hiding something. That you're not letting your true emotions come out. Trust me, it's a sign of strength. Any type of emotion you show is a sign of strength. There is no weakness. So again, when you're battling an illness, and now the people who are out there battling it, there are some that are willing to give up. There's some people who are willing to give it up. And then there's other people that think, well, you know what? This is what's going to happen. We are not gonna show emotion, we are gonna be strong for her. Well, when my father passed away, and I'll give you another example from cancer, he was at home when he passed away, or he was in the process of dying. We had a hospice nurse, okay? She gave him a shot of morphine because she knew that the end was near. He was like in pain. And that shot of morphine kind of dulled the pain so that when he went, he went peacefully. That's why when everyone says, oh, you know, because I said that my father's death was beautiful. Not that the fact that it was, you know, he was dying, that's beautiful, but where he was not suffering, okay? He was not suffering. Suffering to me, when you see somebody suffer, it's the most painful thing to watch. And that image will always stick in your mind. Like, oh my God, this person went through hell before he passed on. Well, my father, it wasn't like that. And I remember when he finally gave his last breath, the nurse notice how everybody reacted and I did not it is not because I didn't love my father I was in shock just watching him not breathe and she said to me she said you know out of every family I've ever been to that I've done this for so many years I've never seen the youngest member you're the youngest right I go yes she goes the youngest member of the family not show any emotion why is that are you trying to be brave for your family? I said, no, maybe, I don't know. I just thought that, that if I'm the one pulling the family together, because now everybody's falling apart. Everyone was falling apart. My, my, my sister screamed, woke up my nephew. Even the first cat that I had knew that it was something. His animals sense when someone has gone. My mother was crying. My, so everybody was crying except me. And I'm like, you are so brave. I'm like, you think so? I'm really crying on the inside and shouting. I just can't show the emotion. I was just in shock. I was just sitting there watching him. I'm like, oh my God, he's no more. But she says, you know what? Cry. Get your emotions out. When you keep them bottled up inside, that's not good. But it took me a long time to, to really cry for my father. It took me so many years because I didn't want to believe that he was gone. And a part of me denied that he was even gone. I thought, well, this is a bad dream. I'll wake up and it'll be like nothing ever happened. That he'll, he'll be here, here, normal, with no hint of an illness. But of course, that's unrealistic. And again, when someone's going through an illness, now again, it doesn't have to be cancer. The only reason why I'm focusing on cancer is because I'm telling my story. And I'm trying to help people see that you, you're going to go through many stages of emotions when you're going through this illness. And it's okay. 
It's okay to display those emotions and don't be ashamed and don't hide from them. Okay? I mean, there are times when you think, well, I can't get through this illness. Yes, you can. And if you have a very good support system, you can get through it. Even if you don't have a support system, there are people that have been in the same boat as you. You can get other survivors to come and hold your hand through the whole process and guide you through it and never leave you alone. And that's what we're trying to do. Well, that's what I want to do for the people that's in those countries that are suffering as we speak. Because right now, they are not under a doctor's care. They're slowly dying. They're slowly killing themselves. Now, the family's looking like, what can we do? I mean, you can sit there and pray and try to get through it together, but in all honesty, that illness will not go away by itself unless they get medical treatment. So that's why we have to make it so that they go in, get the medical treatment, and their life is spared. Other than that, if you're going to tell me, well, that's the reason why I won't because of the cost, don't think about the cost. Put that behind your You know, every time I think about my illness and I had gone through that was the furthest thing from my mind. The thing that I had on my mind was I am going to get through the illness. I'm going to get through it, and it's going to be great. And, I'm, and we're just we're, we're just going to have a big celebration afterwards because I will have beaten cancer. Cancer cannot take me. I won't let cancer take me. My mother fought like hell. She said, look, you have to fight. You can't give up. I said, and I kept saying to my mom, oh, my God, the pain. I can't take the pain. I am not one for pain. She goes, this is temporary. We're talking about your life here. Your life, you can't play Russian roulette with your life. You can't. I'm going to say this many times. The will to live far exceeds the will to die. In other words, your determination to stay on this earth is far greater than your determination to say, hey, look, I'm going to give up and die. Because if you do that, you're not only giving up on yourself. What about the people that matter to you? You don't think that that's going to hurt them? If you make a decision like that, that that's going to hurt them? It's going to hurt them. How are they going to live without you? They're going to have to try, but you know what? It's going to be very difficult. Very, very difficult. So my mother said to me, I refuse. I refuse to let my daughter go. Because if she decides that she wants to give up, well, there's no point in me living. I said, Mom, please don't say that. That's another thing you have to remember about family. Um, My mother was the type of woman that Again, after she lost her husband, after she lost her husband, she didn't want to live. She, she didn't even think about her family. She didn't think about me. I said, Mom, what about me? I don't want to lose you. I don't want to bury another parent. I can't go through with that. It's bad enough I lost my father, and I still, to this day, sometimes think that he's not gone. I know that's kind of crazy because he's been gone for so many years now. But in my mind's eye, I keep replaying that scene. And I think to myself, look, I don't want to have to bury another parent because I don't think I could, I could handle that. To be honest with you, imagine losing your parents at a very young age. How do you deal with it? You have to go on because life will not stop when people die. Life continues on. But, and I know a lot of people say this, I can't live without you. My heart would break. My heart did break. That after I got better, again, I always thought my mother was going to be around forever. And unfortunately, when she got sick, again, she got sick. She was battling so many different things. I saw her at her weakest moment. She couldn't lift her head up. She couldn't feed herself. She couldn't make it. I was like, oh, my God. We were living this all over again. A part of me cried so much that when it finally came time and she passed, I couldn't cry. 
couldn't cry. My emotions would not come out. And I don't know. I don't know what it was that maybe I was afraid that if I let those emotions out that they would just take over. But the thing is, if you don't let your emotions out, there's something wrong with you. Cry. Cry in front of me. We will cry together. We'll have a crying fest. Cry. You know what it is? Any emotions you can do together as a group makes you stronger. Crying is a strength. Do not be ashamed to cry. And even yourself, you yourself going through the illness, come out with your emotions. If you not show your emotions, you're not going to get through it. You're not going to get through it. So when I lost my mother, again, she got me to that point where my life was just, you know, it mattered to her. It's like, look, I want to see good things come out of this. I want to see you survive. I want to see you make a happy life with somebody. Because she didn't like the person I was with. And to be honest with you, I didn't like him either. I was getting really sick of him too. Because he wasn't there for me. He wanted me gone. So, But anyway, um, yeah. So... It was hard for me losing her um, and because she she helped me survive her and God I thank both of them but she said I really want to see you happy she never really got a chance to see me happy I mean, we'll never get a chance to see me happy I know she's smiling from up I know they're both smiling from up above I have a good man in my life right now but but it still would have been nice if she was around you know I wanted to thank her for all the things that she's done for me it kept me together so you need to have family in your life. You need to have somebody there to really support you. Because again, you're not going to do it alone. You are not going to do it alone. And if you tell me, oh yeah, I can. Yeah, what is she, what is that woman saying? You can't, you're not going to do it alone. You're going to say, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to get these treatments. I'm going to get the chemotherapy. But you're at some point, you're going to get very tired. The drugs are going to wreak havoc on your body. You're not going to want to do this on your own. Trust me. Trust me, if, if my, my mother wasn't there or none of my family members were there, I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be here today telling you this. I wouldn't be telling you this at all. That's why it's very, very important that you fight and fight and fight and fight to stay alive. Never give up. Never. The one word I will say is hope. Hope. Because again... Survival, if you think about survival, what do you think about? And you say to yourself, well, I've gone through many things in my lifetime. And when I go through an illness, I need to survive. This world's already crazy enough as it is. When I think about the people going through this illness in another country, in another continent, they don't have the proper care. And it bothers me. I sometimes cannot sleep at night thinking, my God, they're not getting the treatment that we're getting over here. They're thinking about if I go in and get this treatment, all I'm going to be thinking about is how much is it going to cost me. It's not going to cost you anything because we are going to help with it. We're going to find a way and we're going to get through it where we will be there for you every step of the way. Every treatment you go through, every surgery, every thing all the emotions that you may be feeling will go in there and we'll do it with you from, from one survivor to another survivor to another survivor we will get everyone together and we will do this together as a group as a team so that we save your life because again 
the shame of it is a lot of women are dying from the disease because of not getting that proper treatment, that care from a doctor. You cannot do this on your own. You are slowly killing yourself. And that's the worst thing in the world when you're killing yourself. I mean, how are you treating this cancer when you don't have the, the medication and the equipment and the doctor? Doctors there to treat you. Now, I just think that if I didn't have any of that, if I was in another part of the world and I was going through that, it would have been very difficult. But you know what? I would not have given up. Why? Because my life is precious. Life is precious. Think of it. Life is precious. Let's think of it this way. You're on a balance beam over here. Life is precious. Death is permanent. Where do you want to be? Do you want to go on life or do you want to be dead? When you're dead, you can't come back and say, hey, look, I went through death. Now I'm back. No, it doesn't work that way. It's permanent. And it would hurt not just yourself, but all the people that you left behind because you gave up. But if you choose life, you're actually beating that disease. You're beating cancer. You're beating cancer. Cancer can't take a hold of you. It can't take you hostage. You know why? Because you are a fighter. You are a warrior. You are going to go out there, kick cancer's butt. And you're going to say, hey, look, you can't take me. He didn't take me. I'm still here 16 years later. I am still here and I am talking about it now. For all of you out there who is going through it or who is starting to go through it, talk to me. I've been through it and I can tell you exactly what you're going to go through. Because again, you are not going to fight this by yourself. You're not. You are going to give up. We don't want you to give up. We want you to continue. I will hold your hand through the process. If you want me to, I will hold your hand. I will get through it with you. You want to talk about it? Again, anybody out there who's going through it or who has been diagnosed with it and is scared and doesn't know what's going to happen, talk to me. I've been through it. And I can tell you all about the different cancers. I had, Like I said, I had, my father died from lung cancer. And then I knew someone who, who, well, someone who for a short time in her life passed away from terminal kidney cancer, but that was terminal. But I can, I have the, the knowledge and the experience to tell you, it doesn't matter what kind of cancer you're going through, it's the same. You're going to go through all those emotions that I told you about. You're going to go through times when you just want to give up. You don't want to give up. You want to fight and fight like a warrior in a battle. You're, you're doing a battle against a demon. Think of cancer as a demon. Cancer's not your friend. Cancer wants to take over your body, basically. Cancer wants you to give up. You're not going to do it. You're going to block it out and you're going to be strong and you're going to fight and fight and fight until you get out. In other words, annihilate cancer, get, get them out of your body, and look towards the light. You have God. God will help you. He will help. He will actually pull his, will, will give you his hand. Here, take my hand. I will lead you up into the light. Meaning, the light is life. Light is life. Darkness is death. Light is life. Darkness is death. May use that as a title because that's a good title. Light is life, darkness is death. So I'm going to say a quick prayer because I'm going over now and it's almost time for me to go upstairs. I didn't think I was going to do with this song, but I wanted to bring out a point here for anybody who's going through the syllabus because again, you're not alone and you can get through it. So let me say a prayer for those people who just was diagnosed with the disease and are going through it and are scared. Again, reach out to me. May, you know, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on LinkedIn, you can connect with me, um, and uh, or you can subscribe to this podcast and put your thoughts on there. But I will be there for you, whatever you're going through, because again, 
you're not the only one. I understand exactly how you feel because I've been through it. So let me say a quick prayer so that you guys can get strong and you don't give up the fight. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespass. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us on to temptation, deliver us from evil. God bless all of you. Have a great weekend. Take care. Thank you.